Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic podcast number 362, April 13th, 2020. 84 degrees was the record high on this day, and that was in 2006. Two degrees in 1962. And way back in 1928 on this day, they got eight and a half inches of snow. The ice out dates are brought to you by our friends at Aquaside. They'll keep your beach free of weeds. And boy, are the ice out dates starting to gather. Minnetonka on this day, April 13, 1903, 1912, 1949, 1964, 1984, and 1985, 2009. White Bear Lake, 1941, 1943, 1960, 1964, 2011, and an emailer wants me to report that Big Stone Lake in Wisconsin ice out today. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. About 30 minutes ago, I was uh, watching CNN and John King was, I think that's his name, uh, was interviewing an epidemiologist who had a great hand in the elimination of smallpox. and He was among those who uh, were advocating that now is not the time to let up. The experts keep telling us, no, no, you got to stay in lockdown now. It's, it seems to be working. The guy's name was Brilliant. What was it? Brilliant. Well, what was his name? Brilliant. His name is Brilliant. Well, we all know he's smart. The guy's name is Brilliant. It's just Brilliant. Okay. So, well, yeah. what was it? Uh, brilliant. You can't. You can't <laughs> his name is Brilliant. Name. Well, look at Larry well, Brilliant. For about his name is Larry. <laughs> Larry Brilliant. That's his name, Doctor Larry Brilliant. Huh. You think he might have changed it to that? I don't know. Because he wasn't. He maybe flunked out of his first med school and said, "I'll ah, bleep is, it. I got to change it to is, Brilliant." His name is Brilliant. Huh. Absolutely Brilliant. Uh, I'd change my first name to Billy. Billy Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Brilliant. That sounds better. Bobby Brilliant. Or, no. you, or Willie. Willie Brilliant. Hey, uh, really quick, uh, you did a, um, you know you just opened up a massive can of worms, don't you, at the start of the show? With what? Uh, you. Not that I oppose this, because I, I think it's great, but you're going to get bombarded now. What? You, well, you did a listener-submitted ice out for a lake that none of us have ever heard of oh god uh, uh yeah you're right don't no. send me oh, any no. don't send me any. jay sushere <laughs> i'm sticking i'm sticking to white bear minnetonka no, come on this is great i'm sticking to white bear glers should take the approach that all of us on your staff have and that is none of what we do is any of sushere's business that's right yeah. and then it's going to be you know because you've asked me what you <laughs> Boys, I'm having You've a change of lake. I'm on. And, yeah. you know, I'm having a change of heart. Uh, I I do not doubt, nor have I ever doubted, uh, the seriousness of the uh, coronavirus. Right. Uh, it sounds uh, dreadful. I don't want to catch it. I don't want anyone I know to get it. Uh, I, I grant you, the vast majority of people survive, but apparently, it can be a hellish experience. And it also uh, is killing its selected targets. I've never doubted any of that. Never. But what I'm now doubting 
is the way this is being handled at local and regional levels by mayors and governors. Uh, Well, here, for example, Greenville, Mississippi. Sure. Churchgoers in Greenville, Mississippi were each ticketed $500 for attending a drive-in church service. Not everything is worth fighting for, but this is worth fighting for, and so we're going to stand on it, said Lee Gordo, a Washington County supervisor and longtime member of Temple Baptist Church. To run a drive-in service, the church used a radio frequency that can only be heard uh, can only be heard a block away from the church. On Wednesday, police shut down that service. The police start, and it's not the cops. The cops take their orders from the mayor. The police started coming up, and we said, well, we think we're in our rights. And they started issuing tickets, $500 tickets. It may have been 50 I mean, 20 to 30 Somebody's got, Everyone got one. It wasn't per car. Me and my wife were both in the car together, and both of us got tickets, Gordon said. Uh, federal judge. Wow. Federal judge punches back at Dem, a Democrat mayor who criminalized Easter drive-in services. This is in Louisville, Kentucky. Greg Fisher, a Democrat, issued a legal directive on Thursday prohibiting churches from gathering for Easter services even if congregants remained in their cars for a drive-in service. We're saying no church worshiping, the mayor declared. On Saturday, U.S. District Judge Justin Walker thoroughly rebuked the mayor for his mandate, as well he should have. Okay, good, because... Isn't that in the Constitution? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't understand because I know I was watching the news yesterday and our old intern, uh, Hannah, for she works for Fox 9 now. She did a piece on, I think it was a church out in Waconia that was doing th- that very thing, the drive up, and everyone seemed to make the best of it. And the- Well, then, we're, we're, we are governed by less tyrannical people. That's ridiculous. Of course it is. Uh I got a letter from a guy uh, who winters in uh, Palm Desert, California, and uh, his private course has been closed by this by the city. Now you could say, well, let's let's get out the world's smallest violin for that fellow, which entirely misses the case, because they closed the public courses. They also decided, well, we can't let these people who actually pay for their own golf courses play, so they shut them too. He pays for the course. It's not a taxpayer-subsidized golf course. He pays for it. Yeah, he's allowed to yeah. walk on it. And he's allowed to take a pail and a shovel out and play in a sand trap if he wants. But he's not allowed to play golf on the course he pays for. That's interesting because I saw someone post a side-by-side photo wow. in which there was a golf course, and I don't know where, but it had the uh, you know the caution tape around the entrance so you know you can't enter. And then the other photo was a giant superstore, and I won't name the, the name the place. And there were cars as far as the eye could see, and it said "safe, not safe." Mm-hmm. That was the caption that read. Well, I started researching wow. this over the weekend, and there are so many examples. Uh, the governor in Michigan, a Democratic governor, uh, and I think that's germane to point out that she's a Democrat. These orders are coming from Democrats, the ones I've mentioned so far. Uh, her name is Gretchen Whitmer, and uh, she's got maybe some of the most strict stay-at-home uh, guidelines. Uh, she's, pre- she's preventing not only public gatherings, but private ones, regardless of size or family ties. You can't get together with your family. She said residents are now prohibited from visiting family or friends, with exceptions for providing care. Uh 
all public and private gatherings of any number of people occurring among persons not part of a single household are permitted. Uh, so, for example, yesterday for Easter, uh, in theory, no no families gathered together in Michigan. Well, they were prohibited. So this is that legal? Can she do that legally? Well, she's getting a lot order, of pushback. I guess. Yeah, she's getting well, a lot of pushback. Wait, 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 wait. Let, let's hear this out for a minute. So, like, let's just say I live there. And I wasn't allowed to be near my wife and my two young kids. Would I have yeah. to go get my own apartment? Because I'll be honest, after last weekend, I'd pretty much be down for that right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> our governor is destroying our health by killing our livelihoods. Republican State Senate Majority Leader Mike Shirky posted on Facebook, repeating the statement two more times in the same post, because I am obsessed with making sure everyone understands what's happening. State House Speaker Lee Chatfield criticized the decision-making on which businesses were considered essential and which were not. Wait for it, because i got a doozy coming up for you here in Michigan. Wait for it. Uh, Chatfield noted that liquor, marijuana, and lottery sales were still permitted, while lawn care, construction, and realtor services are restricted. Here's what she's uh, prohibited. Lawn care. Yep. Construction. Okay. Apparently, hardware stores are taped off because she does not allow anyone to buy seeds, home improvement products, or gardening supplies. What? Why? I can't make heads or tails of that. But are you ready? You can go out in a boat if it's a rowboat, a sailboat, or a kayak. No. Oh, you ready? No, no, no. Ready? No, no, no. You can't no. go out in a boat if it has a motor. Would no. you please explain? That makes no sense. You're kidding me. So you could fish from a, a rowboat, a sailboat, or a kayak. But if you wanted to go fishing and you had a five-horse outboard on the back of your 12-foot Alumacraft, you can't. That's prohibited. You get arrested. This gets the double. I'm sorry. This almost smacks of the likes of Whitmer uh, getting into the salon, and they're dreaming up things. Yeah. This this smacks of nothing except exerting almost a kind of bullying control. Yeah, the Someone, thing. Uh, even Doctor Larry Brilliant, his name is Brilliant. What is it? Uh, he would have He's a hard a time. Guy. He would have a hard time explaining to me what, what preventing the use of an outboard or inboard or IO would would do or have in the uh, in the fight against a, a coronavirus. All right, so what difference does it make? Now, hold on here, because now what's going to happen is people are going to hear this, and those that were, have been skeptical of this since day one are going to say, see, we told you, you're now just wising up. But the problem is that the goalposts just got moved. This These kinds of things weren't mm-hmm. enacted until this last couple of days. Because mm-hmm. that's what's going to happen. Now, over the weekend... Uh, I, I, by the way, I was alerted to the no uh, motor use in Michigan uh, by uh, a common friend of me and Kenny, Tom Jewell, who's in the business of restoring boats that have sure, motors. Sure. And he uh, says this is how they're going to bring about the Green New Deal. Oh, no, don't say that. Well, my, my point being, let me uh, let me backtrack and introduce another dynamic before I before I ask you all a question. Uh, over the weekend, I heard and read, I heard some interviews on cable news, and I read stories uh, that indicate that states 
are willing or are about to or, or already are in some cases working with Google and Apple to track your location based on your cell phone use. And that they're doing this under the guise of, of course, we're trying to protect you from COVID. So that if we see you were in an area where there was a prevalent COVID-19, you'd somehow get an alert. I believe that's how it is intending to work. Oh, my God. And I bounced this off uh, some people who gave me the worst answer Americans can give when it comes to losing their liberties. What do you think that answer was? When I said to people, would you go for this? What do you think their answer was? I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to hide. It's the same thing we say. It's the same thing we've been saying at airports uh, with increased security. Well, I have nothing to hide. Uh, Okay, here's my question then. When will you have had enough? Sure. Yeah. If you if you if you go by this, and you are going to allow the state acting in concert with technology companies to keep track of your location. Where are you going to draw the line? If you accept this, is there something you don't accept? How far away are we from them them fining us? Of course. Or worse yet, you exceeded your mileage jail. limit for the day. Of course. I don't think you any no- of this is. I don't think any of this is black helicopter. It's happening before our very eyes. Wow. Let me repeat what I said at the beginning of the show. I oh do not, word. for a moment, doubt the dangers of this dreadful coronavirus. I don't want to get it, and I want my people to get it. What I'm beginning to doubt, not doubt, what I'm beginning to realize that we must push back against are some of these draconian measures that are taking place, and they have this built-in excuse to say, well, we're only trying to keep people safe. We're only trying to help people and keep them safe. What is what is me not being able to use my outboard motor in Michigan have to do with keeping people safe? And see, when you brought her name up, I thought, because I had read something over the weekend, I did not see the part about the outboard motor, but I did see that um, she was banning people from traveling to their own secondary residence. So if they have a cabin up in northern Michigan or they're not allowed to go visit that. And then she also, I think it was, was it paint? She wasn't allowed or wasn't allowing people yeah. to well, buy paint uh, and things like home, that. Home improvement. Yeah. Home improvement stuff. My God. The grass seed, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, uh, Trump needs to step in. <laughs> this can't yeah, happen. I'm sure that'll go over well. But but remember, <laughs> remember, remember, it was, it was Trump who was feared to be the fascist. It was Trump who was feared to be the guy. Well, I was going to throw out. You, well, I, right. I'm not. I was, I, yeah, just a minute. I gotta do something here. Perfect I gotta health. shut. I gotta shut. Perfect health. Go ahead with your thought, Kenny. Well, I was sitting here while he was saying that. I was thinking, is this fascism? And do I dare even toss that word out? But that's what this reeks of. Joe, do you, are your headphones on? I'm yet? back. I'm back. Yeah, this this reeks of fascism. You're right. Mm-hmm. This is this is the worst thing that could happen to this country. Here, I have the and, list and you, now. And you're also right about this nonsense where people say, I have nothing to hide. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I buy the uh, social distancing. I do, too. I'm, I'm not opposed to it. I, I do, think too. It, I, think, I think there's evidence that it works. I buy it. But, but, what but, is, to, but look at these extremes. What does my uh, inability to use my motor have to do with social distancing? Nothing. Nothing. What, why can't I buy seeds and start my garden? I'm going to stay at home where you want me to be. 
What the hell can seeds? Far, what what the hell farmers, is that? Can you still fire up the tractor and plant? I hope you so. Know. You know? Okay, I got the list here. Uh, I've got the list of the most uh, extreme measures that states are taking. I read you about the two church situations. This is going to really bum us out, isn't it? Well, it's, uh, uh, you know, a couple of mayors criminalized the celebration of uh, Easter. Uh I, I'm all for the. Uh, it, it it makes a great deal of sense to me that a church service in the church should be closed. That violates social distancing. I buy that. But but you can't. I can't drive church. in my car. I can't go in my car and listen to it and on the radio with the, with the windows up. Yeah. Oh my word. Uh, okay. Uh, on Tuesday, homeowners in the Outer Banks area of North Carolina filed a lawsuit after local officials blocked them from accessing their homes, their vacation homes. <laughs> okay. Uh, local officials have required either a North Carolina driver's license or a proof of permanent residence in order to access the area. Uh, that they, they believe their constitutional rights to be treated as citizens of the state uh, are being violated. New York considered suing Rhode Island after Governor Cuomo learned that Rhode Island was sending police door-to-door to enforce quarantine on any New Yorkers in residence. Okay. Uh, earlier this week, both Florida and New Jersey announced they would be using drones to locate and break up any gatherings in violation of social distancing. Uh, in Elizabeth, New Jersey, police clarified that the drones had a singular function and would not be able to record or take pictures. It would merely play a pre-recorded message demanding anyone in the area disperse. All right. Uh, the announcement predictably caused a significant outcry over privacy concerns, but the police reiterated that they are just trying to save lives, not trying to be big brother. All right. I suppose you could argue, too, that that might help keep the cops safe. The, the, the coppers don't need to wade into a group and risk catching the coronavirus, all right? I'm, I'm going out on my most charitable limb I can there to, ex, to excuse the use of, of drones. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, as Michigan becomes the third most infected state in the country, Governor Gretchen Whitmer extended both the state's stay-at-home order duration as well as, as its conditions. We talked about that. Uh, we're uh, going to continue to do everything we can to slow the spread and protect our families, Whitmer said, uh, to, according to, to Detroit's WXYZ-TV. Residents may visit a home outside of the state or return to Michigan from another state or drive to a Michigan state park. Friday, a video showing police dragging a Philadelphia resident off the bus went viral. The man was removed for not wearing a mask. He wasn't fighting. He wasn't caught. Poor guy probably didn't own a mask. Mm-hmm. He was taken off the bus for not wearing a mask. Uh, uh, I want to be very clear. The police were not responding to social distancing complaint. Uh, they were responding to the fact that the person was asked to leave and refused. Maybe the bus driver asked him to well, leave. Well, you know the story about the bus driver on the East Coast. Yeah, got sick, no, right? got, got sick and died because yeah. someone on oh. his bus wasn't wearing a mask. Yeah. Right. I did see that. Okay. You know, uh, as you were reading this, Joe, I had a thought over the weekend, and I forwarded both of you guys an article that I had read. And we always keep hearing about and talking to others about, well, when are we going to get back to normal? I, I keep fearing that that normal we once had, I don't think we're ever getting back to that. I really don't. In what regard? 
I just I always mean, think that there's are going you talking to talking sporting events, big groups across the board. I just think that we've gotten to the point, and Joe basically just cemented my thought over the weekend with reading what the the the, the governor of Michigan is doing. That I think the government overreach has now gotten to a point where I don't think it's going to be possible for us to get back to what we once thought was normal. I really overreach, don't overreach. The key word there. Yeah, yeah. I really don't. And again. I'm uh, I'm 100% on board for the social distancing. I, I know that it is effective, and that's why our numbers have been so low. But there's other entities, government included, that are just going to take it too far and implement their own idea of how we should live. And we're seeing so it. What are, what are the house? And, huh? I, I'm just, how do we resist this? I, 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 and my, my, how do we resist this? And my question is in regards to Michigan and the House and Senate there. Are, are the, anybody pushing back in Michigan? Yeah, I, Any yes, lawmakers yeah, pushing back? Yes, I, I, I quoted the, uh, uh, our governor is destroying our health by killing our livelihoods. Republican State Senator Majority Leader Mike Shirky posted, repeating the statement two more times. She is, she is getting a lot of pushback, a lot of pushback. Uh, State House Speaker Lee Chatfield criticized her decision making. Uh, she's she's getting pushback, but I, I want to go back to the outboard motor because uh, it, it could be something symptomatic of something much larger. Uh, because there, none of us can create a scenario by which the motor impacts social distancing any more than someone. No. Uh, someone in a canoe, a kayak, a paddleboard, or a sailboat, right? So, right? so then what's behind that? I mean, she opens the door for people like me to have grave thoughts. Uh, mm-hmm. How do we know she uh, doesn't own a lake home in Michigan, uh, of which there are thousands, many lakes in Michigan? And she doesn't want those, yeah. And and maybe she's you know there on every lake in Minnesota there's a group of people who if if they could have their way would would not want powered boats on the lake because they think water it just, scooters my my uncle calls yeah them, you know well the jet skis they're prohibited too right, along with right. yeah but right. there are there are factions of people all over the country that that for reasons that. Uh, uh, many of us don't agree with. They would prefer the lake to be quiet and not have motorized traffic, so they could listen to the loons and 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 have uh, utter peace. Okay, I get that. What if she's part of one of those groups? If if in fact she had a lake home and and now she's using her power as governor to bring it about. Now mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the case. I'm just creating my own scenario. What if what if she's using her power? Because that's so arbitrary and whimsical, and no one can come up with an answer for it. They've closed all the marinas. <laughs> They've closed the, uh, you know, the gas docks. Uh, but still, I could I could load my own gas into my boat and go out fishing if I wanted to. Not there. And no, I would of, have to imagine do that. And I yeah. would have to imagine that the state of Michigan, much like the state of Minnesota, re, re, uh, you know, has a lot of their state revenue yes. based upon people yes. coming there to go fishing and you know do recreational things. I didn't look it up, but I'm confident that Michigan would be in the top five states for uh, boat licenses. Kenny, you want to look that up real quick? I bet it. I bet it's Florida. California, Minnesota, Us. Michigan. Yeah. Uh, 
oh, maybe an East Coast state, maybe Massachusetts, Wisconsin, uh, where, where I know that uh, billions and billions and billions of dollars uh, go through Michigan uh, tied to boating oh, alone. You're, you're so right, Joe. Number one, California, yep. one million uh, something, and Michigan right behind them. Also really, they're one second. Million. They're number then Florida. Two. Yep. Where are we? Yeah, Florida is number three at 922,000, and then Minnesota, fourth, at 834,000. What's five just around it? Yep. Well, well, Wisconsin (laughs) is fifth, and then Texas, of all places. Well, a lot of coastline. That's why. A lot of coastline. Yeah, yeah, golf. Isn't that something? Wow. How is she getting away with this? Now, granted, right now, uh, but this doesn't help me understand her actions any better. Right now, it's too unseasonable to, to go boating uh, if Michigan's having a weekend similar to what we just had, and this week is going to be miserable. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. But isn't this the time, though, that people are <laughs> no. gearing up and getting their boat licenses and getting oh, yeah. prepared for yes. yeah. that yeah. season? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And by the way, really quick, because I know you guys can't guys- see it. Oh, go ahead, Kenny. The guys that sell and collect and harvest bait, minnows, leeches, etc., they're already out on those lakes, right. you know, collecting. I just think Are we, we have to be. This? Go ahead, Joe. I just think we got to be really careful what we wish for. Uh, do we want to place unlimited control in the state? And the answer should be no, we don't. Is Silicon Valley building a Chinese-style social credit system? A report in the business magazine Fast Company contends that actions by companies and organizations in the U.S. point to a system with some of the hallmarks of China's social credit system. The goal of China's system is to establish a so-called social credit score for every citizen based on big data analysis. A dimmer view of the system Due to standardized nation, due to be standardized nationwide in the coming years, holds that it is a kind of mass surveillance that would reward and punish people based on their behavior. Examples of potential abuse include suppression of religious minorities, denial of jobs, travel bans, and an arbitrary ranking of one's social status. The Fast Company report cites, for example, Patron Scan whose technology makes bars and other drinking establishments safer for patrons by scanning customers' IDs when they enter. The system will flag individuals who are deemed serious risk to guests or staff, according to Patron Scan's website, including people prone to violence after excessive drinking. Patron Scan pointed Fox News to its privacy page, which states that data are not stored unless a person is flagged. Typically, data are permanently deleted after 90 days. Do you see what this is? Can yeah, you, you see the potential sure for, for abuse here? The Fast Company no. report also cites the New York State Department of Financial Services, which said in January that life insurance companies can base premiums on social media posts. That Instagram pic showing you teasing a grizzly bear at Yellowstone with a martini in one hand, a bucket of cheese fries in the <laughs> other, and a cigarette in your mouth could cost you, Fast Company said, adding that good behavior, like taking yoga classes, could be seen as something positive. What? Oh. Uh, well, and I, I hate to be that guy. What? And at the risk of not really understanding what you're laying out, scanning IDs to get into establishments has been happening for a while now, Joe. But this is this is 
for what? To determine the age that, of someone coming in. That, right. but also to determine if this particular person might be a threat to the staff or a threat to really? other patrons. Oh, yeah, it's oh, been happening I already. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that oh, either. I had no idea. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was all based on age. And I got to well, tell you, oh, I, know, I know bar staff is oh, boy. pretty okay with that, to be honest. I will say this, though. I will not be someone that goes to a place that's scanning my ID. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. But that's that's been happening already. Okay, so, I uh, I didn't know that. All number I'm one, saying, we need to turn ourselves. <laughs> Go ahead. All I know is check it out now that this virus, which is real and dangerous, I'll keep repeating that. I don't want it, and I don't want my people to get it. But if we're not careful, this. This falls under the rubric of the political mantra, never let a crisis go to waste. And we, we, could, be seeing, we could be seeing more and more efforts of, of controlling behavior, all based on we're doing this to save your life. Yeah, it's for your better, your good. Yep. And then you're going to wake up one day and say, boy, my life isn't any better. It's a lot worse than it used to be. Way worse. <laughs> I have a lot less freedom than I used to have. But I think I, part of it, too, mm-hmm. is the fact that there has been so much government overreach is because I think some people view that there's a percentage of our society that's too stupid to realize the severity of the situation. Is that fair? Uh, well, it's uh, it's cruel, uh, but I'm I would serious. state it. I would state it differently. I would state it differently. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> go ahead. I have I have something to back up Chris' point, Joe. Uh, Joe. Yeah. Um, Jay Coles was out in Hastings last night, oh, and God. he was interviewing people in the snowstorm. And one of the ladies he interviewed had on a mask, yep. but her nose wasn't covered. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that backs up. That yeah. backs up Chris's statement of being too stupid. <laughs> well, but there is that problem, which makes it easier for the government to exert its power. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Because you, you're playing with people who expect to be taken care of. I'll they expect it, yeah. to be handled. Yeah. yeah. But I guess I'll put it this Absolutely. way. Uh, I know a guy. Who's uh, okay? Who's got a neighbor, and uh, the the wife of, of this neighbor, at, at the very beginning stages of us, and kids were still in school and things like that, and this is when we were starting oh, so to get. We already know. We were starting to get serious here, and the the wife of that neighbor told my buddy, "Well, I already had a flu shot, so I'm okay." No. And I thought, no. wow, okay, no. you just really don't realize that this is this is a big, this isn't a flu, right? And I guess that's the part that I'm yeah. that I'll continue to go back to is yeah we too dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Here we go. Break it on down. Uh, with each passing day, there, I think Walls is doing a decent job. I really uh, do too. I've been I've been very impressed by his uh, by his leadership. And no GLers, just because I gave the governor uh, a compliment doesn't mean I just ripped Trump. That's that's not the same thing. I was going to say that's. 
That's not what I've been hearing from my friends uh, up north uh, at the farm. They they do not think he's doing a good job. Oh, really? What, what is their uh, criticism? Uh, all the usual stuff coming from you know our our side, the conservative side, that he's killing business, et cetera, et cetera, and he's overstepped his boundaries. Um, but I don't think any of these people that I spoke to um, knew about Michigan's governor. My goodness, she's off the rails. An incident that Gretchen Whitmer has now dropped, one that I didn't mention earlier, is that pro-life activists practicing social distancing six feet apart were protesting uh, at an abortion clinic in Michigan. And basically they were praying for life. The cops arrested them and they were hauled away. One of them filed suit against her, and she dropped it. Against because the she, governor? Yeah, because okay. she realized she just violated their constitutional right to free speech. Right. She had no business arguing that they had no right to be there praying. Wow. They were six feet apart. They weren't, they weren't violent. They weren't, they weren't doing anything. They were making their voices heard, and they were arrested. And she's dropped that now. If somebody got to her and said, you've really gone too far now, they, they have a constitutional right to stand on the corner if they want and speak. She, had, she dropped that one. She ate that one. She lost. I'm looking at a picture of the Stelvio Pass in northern Italy. Ooh. This was sent to me by uh, uh, Jeff in Hancock, Minnesota. The beautiful picture is on my Microsoft wallpaper rotation this week, and it's labeled as Stelvio Pass in northern Italy, which, of course, made me wonder if the car you love to talk about is named after this drive. Sure looks like a fun place to drive a sporty car. Absolutely. The Stelvio is named for the Stelvio Pass in Italy. The Alfa Romeo Stelvio, see Alfa Romeo SUV, available at Schmelz Countryside, Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat in Maplewood. I've been telling you, you're going to have your eyes open when you look at the window stickers on these Stelvios. They're fantastic, especially if you're in that kind of that German segment of the uh, of the SUV. Do yourself a favor and check out the Alfa Romeo Stelvio, not to mention all the great Volkswagen SUVs. The Atlas and the Tiguan are on the ground, ready to go. Fiats are available uh, with spring pricing. But here's the deal. It's on sales, uh, on-site sales by appointment only. They're just as concerned about keeping you safe as, as the rest of us. So there's no browsing the sales for you. Call ahead after you search the websites, pick out what you want to test drive or see or learn more about, make a sales appointment. Call 651-243-4316. 651-243-4316. You'll get your own private showing of whatever great Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, or Fiat product you select. At Schmelz Countryside, it's on the southeast quadrant, of Highway 36 and 61 in Maplewood. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Suchere. Listen here, GLers. Uh, are you stuck inside staring out the window looking at that battered and abused lawn? 
Well, don't worry. I've got good news for you there, Bummer Bob. The best lawn on the block. It's a click away. Professionalturf.com. Have one of the professionalturf.com lawn technicians come out, analyze your lawn, and then set you up with a three- to five-step program that's going to keep that lawn perfect all summer. Weeds, no. Crabgrass, no. Dandelions, forget about it. All season long. All you have to do is mow and water. They're locally owned, professionalturf.com. They've been serving us here in the Twin Cities since 1982. Do you remember 82? No. I certainly don't. <laughs> 36 years of luscious, lovely lawn. It's all guaranteed, and the results are, are fantastic. The best lawn on the block. It's just a click away, professionalturf.com. Oh, I'm, is it me? I'm are printing. You the, are you, are you, are that you there, damn Ricky? story's 12 pages. <laughs> That'll kill this printer. That? Hey, the by one, the way, the one that we're supposed to read for our homework assignment. I was uh, going to mention this earlier. Oh. So we have the uh, Itasca State Park cam that's on in here, and they, the DNR should basically be paying for advertising at this point because we keep mentioning it so often. The snow is now falling right there. The sun was out earlier, and there was a light snow, but now the snow is falling at that same point. It is absolutely picturesque. You know, you know what my kid did. He went up there on Saturday Did with he? his girlfriend. He stood there and took a picture. Uh, he took a, a screenshot of him standing there, and then he sent it to me. Oh, that's awesome. So if you have your phone, you can go to that spot. You can see yourself on your phone on that webcam. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. You guys, I got the neatest thing uh, sent to me. I'm... Uh, Double checking the guy's name here. Uh, Adam Morris uh, sent me <coughs> the entire celebrity hockey game played between celebrities and former North Stars in 1987. The uh, former North Stars filled out their roster with me and Rob Lear and Jeff Passholt and some other guys and. It was just astonishing to see this, to remember the days when I could actually skate. <laughs> and, and, the, and the other side had, you know, Michael J. Fox, Michael Keaton, Stan Makita, Dennis Hall. Wow. I, I was on the ice with Stan bleeping Makita. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Cool. What, what was this? This is the first time I've ever heard of this. This was some type of promotional event or charity deal or what was it, this? Yeah, it was an outgrowth of, uh, there used to be a media hockey team. Uh, and I was on it. All the all the guys I mentioned were on. Jesse was a goalie one time. I told you this when he was. He just wasn't Jesse at that time. He's a different guy. Uh, and he was the goalie because he couldn't skate. So <laughs> he works the, in the uh, cheap shot. No, he that's couldn't. Where we he, always that's why he was him. the goalie. That's why he was the goalie. Uh, yeah, and then this goal. one. This one must have been an outgrowth from some of those uh, media charity games because this one had the big. The building was full. This one had the big hitters in town. And this was at Met Center, obviously. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So Jesse, Jesse was probably in like baseball spikes. He wasn't. He wasn't. Even... He, wasn't at, he wasn't in this game for oh, some reason. Okay, okay. He wasn't in this game. Say. So, uh, let me ask, anyway, thank you to the ask, Morris fellow. It was wonderful to see that, Mister uh, COVID and uh, reclusive. Let me ask you this: uh, with the recent weight gain you've suffered, do you think you could get your fat little feet in your skates? <laughs> I think I could get my skates on, but I bet my knees wouldn't allow me to function. 
not only could I not bend over to tie my skates, but I, there's no way I could get my porker feet in my skates at this point. Yeah, all I know is the uh, the, the likes of Metafast and everybody else, they're going to be doing real good here in a couple of weeks. They should be knocking on our doors is what they should be doing. I still have those skates. Those are the only ones I have. Those are the ones I would have been wearing in 87. What's that, 33 years ago? 30, yeah, th- no, wait. Well, 30, let's see. 20, yeah, that's 33 years ago. Okay. Uh, wow. Well, I look, I look pretty good. 1987 was 33 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Say, uh, <laughs> a guy named uh, Joe Solomon, who's a listener, sent us a song. Yeah. It's the Wuhan Boogie. You yeah. want to hear it? Yes. I just got in from Wuhan and I'm feeling kind of rough. Got a nasty cough and a sore throat and my temperature's going up. I'm stuck here in my house just to staring at the walls. This freaking Chinese virus has got me by the wheel. When I was there, I was good. I didn't need no bats and none of that chop suey that they make from dogs and cats. I practice social distancing around that Kamishi. Looks like that virus lab in Wuhan must have sprung a leak. Uh, doing a Wuhan boogie, all cooped up here at home. Just me, some cans of pork and beans. Guess I'm better off alone. The toilet paper just ran out. I'm wondering what to do. The shower curtain is sure fair game. My old Vikings t-shirt too. Uh, oh, the Wuhan boogie, it's got us flabbergasted. It's the longest something made in China has ever lasted. And I always thought my little dog was hard to train. But try to teach some human beings to sit home and stay. Oh. <laughs> Not bad. That's very good. <laughs> you could tell he's uh, a... I know he, somebody... Uh, well, I know somebody sitting at home should be ashamed of himself right now. <laughs> he works at a <clears throat> Mr. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite line is it's the only it's the longest thing China's ever made that's lasted. <laughs> uh Jordy notes the Krakatoa volcano has erupted. Oh no. And it's spewing, of course, oh. all volcanoes must spew. Plumes of ash sixteen hundred right. feet in the air as people hear loud rumbles ninety miles away in Jakarta. Two eruptions were recorded by scientists at Indonesia's Volcanology Center on Friday night with images showing Krakatoa spewing ash hundreds of meters into the sky. And as Jordy notes, there go all our Wuhan flu carbon emission savings. Oh, man. Isn't that Because uh, well, one, uh, <laughs> you can't open a news site now without somebody posting a picture of Los Angeles because the, it's, it's with the... It's just, it looks gorgeous. <laughs> there's no there's no smog in the air whatsoever. And it, don't think that's not going to be remember, used. Do I remember what? what you predicted, don't you? Well, help what me. What you predicted. About I, a month or yeah. whenever this became big, big news, you predicted that they were going to use this oh, it'll to be force used. the Green New Deal down our throats. Yeah. Well, or or not allowing me to use my motor in Michigan. And now they're going to point to the skies in, in Los Angeles and say, uh, you know, sorry, people, uh, this has demonstrated to us that for your own safety, there'll be no more use of the internal combustion engine. If, if, if the best that can happen, the least punitive thing that can happen 
would be the ramping up of uh, electric vehicles. Not that I want one, mm-hmm. but it, it, it'll, uh, it, it could revolutionize uh, the economy of electric vehicles to make them affordable, longer ranges. Uh, as, as the manufacturers get persuaded to look what happened in L.A. during the course of this virus, we've got to do something about this. Harumph. Harumph. They could ramp up the uh, manufacture of electric vehicles. But I, mm-hmm. until I get one that can make it to Chicago and back, I don't want one. Okay, I'll take Chicago where I can at least plug it in and then come back. And then come back. <laughs> yeah. Get me there. Also, many uh, GLers want me to know that in Iceland, uh, the Forest Service there has recommended hugging trees while you can't hug others. Oh, well, I've been nice. doing this. I've been doing this for years. <laughs> you finally admit it. I, I've, I'll give a tree a pat. I've never, never actually hugged a tree. Mm-hmm. Never actually hugged a tree, but I've been giving now, it a when, pat. But when you do, when you give it a pat, do you wrap one leg around the backside of it? What well, I don't get, I don't get that physical. No, I don't. Uh... Okay, printed out the story we're supposed to read. That'll kill that printer. That's another. There's another cartridge. <laughs> Do they God. have you on speed dial, basically? Oh, my word. I need oh, another word. one. Oh, jeez. Well, do you uh, want to mention this so that we can give the homework assignment to other GLers, or what do you want to do here? Okay, let me set this up. I got an email from Rick Kineski in Duluth who said, Joe, I tried to read the GL Facebook post from April 12. That was yesterday. Yep. I had to scan it because it rambled so much. I don't know what that means. It looks like an anti-advertising manifesto. It seems to be the antithesis of a podcast that relies on ads to survive. Could you address this sometime? I'm curious about its importance to GLers who typically are alert to oversold advertising. Your faithful listener, Rick in Duluth. And what he's referring to, uh, Reavers, is a story that you apparently posted on the GL Facebook page yesterday. I uh, was sent this by a very good friend of mine, a very intelligent good friend of mine. I'm the exact opposite. I'm just a dum-dum. But he sent this to me and thought, said, I thought that you might find this interesting. I read it. I did find it interesting. I thought I found it thought-provoking about what's the next step or what, what he or what this particular uh, uh, writer views as what's going to happen as the next step with us dealing with COVID-19. I thought it was very interesting. I put it up on the GL Facebook page, forgot to send it to you and Kenny, but I cannot believe the amount of reaction that it stirred both positively and really negatively. So but I thought the, it might be worth bringing up on the show. Uh, but the emailer seems to suggest it's uh, – uh, I don't know what he's suggesting. That's why right. I'll have to read the article. So if, if, if you want to follow along with us and we'll – break it down on tomorrow's show it's on the garage logic facebook page or if you want send me an email and i'll I'll send you the link to the actual story but i don't necessarily think it's anti-advertising basically the subject line is called uh prepared to be gaslit and -hmm. being gaslit means even though you see something with your own eyes you're convinced that that never happened Mm -hmm. um so that's that's the term and about how a, a lot of companies will spend a lot of money to basically convince you that nothing really ever happened, everything's going to be just fine. And I just thought it was really interesting. You know, some people had issue with the profanity in the article. I'm I'm old enough where I can get over that. Uh-huh. Uh, but I thought it was interesting. Uh-huh. This is something you've been talking about for a long time that's always stuck with me, Joe, because you have said before, the salon is asking me to disbelieve something I see with my own eyes. Yes, yeah. exactly. R- routinely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as I look around, I solved our, 
I solved our delay problem too. I shut down all my other windows, and now we seem to be in sync with oh, each good. other. Are you in your garage or in your house? I'm in my uh, in my basement room with a needle and a spoon and another girl <laughs> to take the pain away. <laughs> Please tell me you're in your, un- your, your dirty Grundies, too. God help me. Are you in your pajamas? <laughs> no. no, I'm fully clothed. Dang yeah. it. They, yeah. they say if you got to work from home, you have to dress like you're working. You, you know, guys like are not going to believe work. this. Do you know what she makes me do every morning? He's got to have his breakfast. Take a shower. And, well, yeah, that too. And he's got to be fully clothed before he can start his schoolwork. What difference does it make? He's no, on the I, I I agree. Really? I agree with yes, yes. I, I, I read right. the same. I read the same piece that All Kenny right. did. Uh, I read a piece in the Wall Street Journal about how when you're working from home, uh, dress as you would if you were going into work. Which in your case, you guys still look like you just came from the dump. <laughs> whereas, whereas I I tend to oh, uh, I don't it's, wear jeans to work, for example. <laughs> It's all about our tax bracket, uh, Joe. We're in the blue jeans tax bracket. (laughs) You're in the uh, pants. Lemon trousers. I got the (laughs) Lululemons or whatever they are. Uh, But I buy the concept, and I I think your wife is on to something innate, and that is uh, have the kid be of the disciplined uh, feeling that he's in school. Okay. I think think it makes a lot of sense. Well, I've just done it just because it's – I don't want well, to. You've do, you're doing it because you're, you're you don't want to get yelled at. Right, exactly. Right. And by right. the way, um, if we did that same poll around the old Hubbard Radio Broadcasting Office, right, uh, more people are going the route of Reavers and Kenny. Yeah, I bet the dress code's a little lax <laughs> right now. Supervisors well, here. <laughs> I, 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 Joe told me something a long time ago. You know, dress like you're going to bump into the chairman in the hallway. You had, and, you never took my advice. Well, uh, I try to have nice jeans on. Well, that's good. If there that's, is that's, such a thing. That's good. That's hey, good. I, did, I didn't wipe raccoon blood on these jeans. I'm, I'm good. Right. There's no holes in my pants. The other day Except I recommended a book. The other day I recommended a book called Blind Your Ponies oh, yeah. by Stanley Gordon West. And I got a note from Tom Anderson. Awesome book. Glad you are touting it. Stanley Gordon West also wrote Until They Bring the Streetcars Back, set in St. Paul. Another great read. Two of my favorite authors are William Kent Kruger and John Sanford. I'm a regular listener living in Montana. Went to grad school in St. Paul and have been following you for decades. Uh, We get back often as we have family in Stillwater. My son-in-law is a St. Paul Police Department sergeant. You guys provide one of the best common sense commentaries and humor-filled broadcasts. Lots of fans among my retired colleagues around the country, and you have lots of listeners here in Montana. I'm I'm uh, grateful that we have a lot of listeners in Montana. I am too, and yeah. I don't know why. Because it's cool. No, I, I, I cool. guess it's a GL kind of place. Well, yeah, you know why? It really is. We're all jealous. Well, we do have yeah. a lot of listeners in Montana. I know. I think it's cool. I think that's fantastic. And uh, And Blind Your Ponies, Blind Your Ponies is set in Montana. It's about a high school basketball team, but it's really about life, and it's just fantastic. And uh, plus, you really do learn a lot about Montana in that that book. Uh, Good morning, Mayor and Cabinet members. About 30 years ago, I worked in construction with concrete and had trouble with my hands drying out and getting rough, cracked and sore. I was always on the lookout for something that would be good for moisture, soothe, and heal those cracks. I remember Barbara okay. Carlson and Zim's crack. Remember that? No. Uh, yes. yes. One day I was at a booth at a trade show, and they were giving out samples about the size of a large mayonnaise packet of something called utter cream. 
If yep. Kenny is there, he'll be able to tell you something about udder cream. It's a salve used on cow udders because they get dry, cracked, and sore from being milk. Being yep. milked, it also makes a good hand cream. Well, these folks developed this udder cream, which was a similar thing, and were out giving out samples. I flew home, I took a few home, and then left them somewhere on the counter and forgot about them. A short time later, one morning, my wife exclaimed with disgust about her coffee was so terrible that the cream must have curdled. It would not dissolve, and it tasted horrible in her coffee. What I found out was she had taken those packets and put them in the refrigerator thinking they were coffee cream, not hand cream. Needless to say, our family has been laughing about it ever since. You want some udder cream in your coffee? By the way, in fairness, the package did have the pattern of a Holstein cowhide as the label, so I guess it wasn't too hard to make that mistake, sign. Quentin. Yeah, I bet that didn't taste too good, huh? Oh, there's that sounds- utter balm. There's utter balm and bag balm. <laughs> and they all uh, work. <laughs> I, I they're for dry hands, I take it. And for, you know, and for udders, udders. Dry, dry udders. Cuz you get the dry cows right. get that problem. Uh, you get you know. <laughs> is that how, is that what you've experienced, Joe? <laughs> yeah, you 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 can well, see a cow that has that problem and well, you why don't you you should bring some home and give it to the bride and say, "Hey, why don't oh you slather God. some of this on, lady?" You would not make it to the end <laughs> of the Maybe this will help. <laughs> yeah. You ever try this one? Yeah. Yeah. Say uh we're going to have to take a time out so your American go get a glass of water. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Truth, justice, and the suture. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. you. You're not going to believe what happened at Grunhofer's yesterday, which would be Saturday. Just before getting out of the car, my buddy John tells me that Patrick Ricey was going in. No! I could not believe it. Maybe, just maybe, I might have a chance to meet Mr. Ricey. We get out of the car and start heading towards the store. As we were approaching the store, John tells me that Ricey was coming out the door. I thought to myself that Ricey must have had, uh, must have made his order on the phone and already paid for it. A few seconds later, I heard a gravelly voice talking. I was in awe. Here I was going to have a chance to meet him and talk to him in person. I gave Roycey a whack with my cane, the kind used by a blind person. By the way, I'm blind and here with a cochlear implant. During my brief conversation with Roycey, he commented on my twins jacket and we discussed Billy Martin. Roycey said that he then had to go home and so I told him that it was nice chatting with him. Several seconds later, a familiar voice uh, asked, how's it going, Troy? I just stood there in disbelief. I knew the voice, but I couldn't place who it was right away. I finally figured out who it was, but it took me a little longer to realize that he had been in the back seat the whole time John and I were driving up. It was our mutual college friend, Andrew. However, a lot of us called him by his last name, Isker. He had been the one pretending to be Roycey. And when I finally figured out what had happened, I laughed so hard that my ribs hurt. I thought I was going to break open. I'm sending an audio file with audio from the video that was made of the whole thing. By the way, we're all graduates of Minnesota State Mankato, although we graduated several years after Reavers. Thank you, uh, Troy. Now, now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Can I find... Can you find that email? Well, forward it to me. Uh, might oh, it be God. in my uh, trash? Oh, God. <laughs> Let me you look. I'll still find that. <laughs> Was it sent to your this home is, or to your work email, sir? This is the greatest joke ever. Radio. Radio. All right. All right so go back to your, go back to your uh, radio email. And, 
Oh, oh my word. Folks, you're getting oh, an on-air lesson on what we I'm usually dying. do to retrieve a, oh. a maybe perhaps deleted or already printed off Joe Sushere email. Oh, uh, wow. You got her? This oh. is killing me. Because <laughs> I'm a tad confused. So he was in the car, and the guy thought he, Roycey was in the back seat? No. I can't scroll down the deleted. Jesus. Uh, oh, Joe. Uh, well, look it up. Maybe you still got it there. What's the what was the name? Troy Troy Larson. All right, I'm going to look up to see if I got it too. Troy. Larson. It was called called pr- prank at Grunhoffers. Oh, I have it right here. Uh, well, now I don't. Can you play the MP3? Here. You why don't you do the ad? I'll yeah. listen to it while you do the Grunhoffer ad. Okay, this was a prank that occurred at Grunhoffers Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo on Saturday, where I bet the guys were going to get their double smoked. Ham for Easter. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, north end of Hugo on Highway 61, the meat capital of the world. Burgers, steaks, chicken, salmon, jerky, 130 different flavors of brats, thick-cut double-smoked bacon and ham. You know the drill. It's been the best discovery that GLers have been making uh, since uh, about September of 2018. It's just been fabulous. We're happy to have them as a sponsor. You can't miss it. It's got the GL right out front on one of those red signs like you see in front of schools. And uh, you you go right in there, and they'll take care of you. And they're uh, well open for business because even during the times of the COVID, you have to eat and eat well, and Grunhoffers will take care of you. I've been there a couple of times, Such, and I haven't even bothered to to look up the address. All I know is I get on 61, and I keep driving until I see the big GL sign. Yeah, you don't even need an address. Uh, <laughs> no, I, no. Two two quick points. It's uh, yeah. this upcoming forecast for the weekend. I will. Be, I'm already making the announcement. I'm making a Grundhofer run this week, so I'm declaring that right now. If you guys right. need something, although we're technically not all here anymore, it's I'm the right. only one in the building. You let me know. Yeah. Second thing, I, I'm trying to play this audio file from Troy. Yeah. yeah, The problem is the format he sent it to me in, it's it's skipping a little bit. All right, then don't play it. Okay. Yeah. He's blind. What do you expect? He right. couldn't do What it. are you going to do? What, what are you going to do? It's almost, uh, I think it's, it might be better than the vo- joke you played on Vogel with the boobs hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Troy, good to see you. Here's a Cubs hat. <laughs> Is he coming up today? We got uh, yes, uh, one forty, sir. My, yes. my, uh, Palm, uh, what do you call it? S- Monday night sports. Talk. That's right. Hey, how are you? Palm ya? Monday. <laughs> I join the Misfits, self-proclaimed CI girl extraordinaire and occasional contributor Janine here. You're right about all the bad news. Here's a pickup. Here's a pick you up, courtesy of the Minneapolis Morning Tribune on November first, nineteen twenty-four. I've attached the article for your enjoyment and the fact that when reading said piece, you can see the story unfolding like a storyboard. I came upon this piece because we have been renovating my sister's house in Prior Lake. This house was moved from the Diamond Lake area in South Minneapolis when the freeway was put through in 1959. We have found many layers of the subfloor insulated with the Minneapolis Morning Tribune in the fall of 1924 and spring of 1925. Yeah, I couldn't open it. It's a, one of them JPEGs, JPEG, JP, <laughs> JPG. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, close she enough. <laughs> it says Halloween, JP, JPG 6MB. Ah. Uh-huh. I, I couldn't open the damn thing. Well, that'll happen. Did you double-click it? I don't know. 
Uh, thank you for your coverage of the coronavirus. The person who wrote in April 2nd saying you were fear-mongering couldn't be more wrong. GLers are a fact-driven, independent lot who just go about their business each day as GLers and don't want to be bothered with nonsense. You and I know this is not nonsense, but I think people have become so used to blocking out the negative news that can be dismissive of the quarantine guidelines or tend to push the edges a little bit. Any comparison between the BS global warming zealots and their facts is not analogous to this issue. The wide range of people who listen to your show need to hear the cautionary language about this virus. The daily updates via the news make this much worse by having contradictory facts and estimates of long-term casualties and infections. I am a VA nurse and as nurses we have many roles education being a very critical one doing during uh, doing discharge instructions after procedures is always interesting giving given the majority of the clientele i deal with our mostly middle-aged vets are mostly glers in spirit if not in fact they at times can be dismissive about restrictions when going home frequently i list the help of their cp or other family to help me enforce the rules and help keep the patient safe as they recover I love the independent nature of my vets and would not change it. However, it needs to be said that we all need to try to keep safe and sane during this time and follow the social distancing guidelines. Your show and the Misfits make my day. Thanks so much. You keep pushing back from your battered, paper-strewn desk in the boathouse overlooking Spoon Lake. Regards, Janine Flenchy Rosemount. Well, thank you, Janine. She gets it. I think so. I think so. So so far, so earlier in the show... We were asking rhetorically, what do we do? What do we do if, uh, oh, Tim Walls, for example, suddenly decides that you can't use a motor for your boat? What do we do? Well, it's just going to require a concerted pushback. I don't think he's planning that, by the way. And I don't think he would either. I mean, this is a guy that has his own fishing opener, for crying out loud. Or, you know, that that position has its own fishing opener. Been canceled, by the way. Well, no, just his appearance. (laughs) I'm I'm very nervous about the two mayors, uh, Fry in Minneapolis and Carter in St. Paul. You mean about what they yeah. potentially are dreaming? Because up. they can't, yes. they can't stand to be out of the news this long, and they're going to dream up some BS that'll be exactly wrong, uh, but it'll and it'll be costly. But they they can't get by just sitting around like this, waiting for it to get over. They're going to have to exert their power, and I'm mm-hmm. nervous about it. What they come up with? I hope they mm-hmm. don't. I hope they don't. Oh, they they will. Yeah, yeah, I'm afraid so. I am afraid so. Uh, so speaking of that, um, did you guys see the story this morning, I believe? And I I only glanced at it and read a little bit. I didn't dive deep into it. But the story out of Augsburg, what they're doing to some of the students at Augsburg? Uh, I did not read it. So I'm surprised. They, you have me. They, they closed the school, obviously, um, but they are now evicting some of the freshmen that are still living on campus, some of them who don't live here, they're waiting to be sent home, and they basically are displaced. They have nowhere to go. Wait a minute. You can't do that, can you? You wouldn't think you should do that. Especially for for people that are paying quite a hefty price tag for tuition. Chris, as we both know, as landlords, we can't do that. Oh, God, no. We'd be thrown in jail. So how are they Let me see if I can find the details um, on it. Why can't the kids go home? Well, I know that the the, the two that I saw that were interviewed live in different countries. Oh, for Pete's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what what they're up to at Augsburg. I have no idea. 
you know, in that student housing we have behind corporate, Joe, there's a lot of kids yeah. from out of the country there. Okay, yeah. here we go. I found, I found the story. <clears throat> uh, Augsburg University students say they have been evicted from their campus housing after unintentionally violating the tightened restrictions due to COVID-19. The students say they unknowingly violated the no-guest policy. All right, I did not read this part. The no-guest policy when a friend dropped off groceries to their hall. Now they have no other housing options and hope the school allows them to stay. Uh, the two are roommates who were permitted to stay in the residence hall because they met certain criteria the school offered to students who had unstable housing options. During a meeting last month, the administration told the students they had violated the policy and had 24 hours to pack their things and leave with nowhere to go and afraid for their health. The freshmen pleaded with school leaders to allow them to stay in the residence hall. They accused the school of violating the moratorium on evictions during the stay-at-home order, saying, in part, if we are removed from campus, you are not only putting our physical safety at risk, but also our mental health as well. Okay. Uh, they, They didn't follow the... Procedures. You can't kick them out for getting but groceries sewage. from a friend. This is the salon run amok. They weren't having a rent party. From the right. way I understand it, the groceries were being. I delivered. get it. I'm I'm rooting for the the kids are probably safer there than well, absolutely throw them out on the street. Here I'm I'm looking something up. Bear with me. I looked it up before, but I thought of a new way to look for it. I just thought it'd be good. <laughs> Let's bear with him, GLers. Are we supposed to take any, uh, Is it would solace be the right word, in the fact that the curve in New York seems to be plateauing? Yeah, uh, he's yes. on now. I okay. see that, yeah. That's a good sign, right? question mark, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to find out, because we couldn't come up with an answer. And, and, and among my research, I forgot to do a simple Google search. Why did Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Detroit, a ban motorized boats. Why? Motorized boating is the latest item to be scratched off the list of allowed activities under Whitmer's extended and tightened stay-at-home order. Jet skis, motorboats, or other comparable watercraft are prohibited, while canoes, sailboats, and kayaks are allowed. Why? I can't find out why. Right. Uh, And what is going to stop her, Such, from adding on motorcycles or off-vehicle, off-highway vehicles? And last the week, the, last week, the state website said boating falls within outdoor activities permitted. But the most recent update seems to drill down further and exclude motorized vessels. Uh, the Department of Natural Resources on Friday said the ban on motorized boats was an attempt to reduce the movement of and contact among people to slow the virus spread. I got news for you. I can get away from you faster with a motor than I can with an oar. Yeah. <laughs> the and DNR has also- received let me finish this. The DNR has received many reports about heavy use of boat launches across the state. Right. And the subsequent congregation of people in these at these launches in violation of social distancing requirements in a matter that threatens public health, the DNR wrote on its website Friday. Well, I guess we're getting you the answer. In okay, addition, yeah. People who use motorized watercraft typically need to procure secondary services for their craft, such as parts and gasoline that could unnecessarily increase contact with others. Fishing is still allowed, but charter fishing isn't. And the DNR emphasized that long-distance travel is prohibited, except for critical purposes. Fishing licenses can be purchased online for the new license year starting April 1st. Uh, 
All fishing tournaments that require people to travel or congregate should be canceled. DNR boating access sites are still open and do not require a recreation passport. Okay. Paddlers and sails must be paddlers and sailors must be part of a single household. <laughs> what? According oh, to the oh. state, and any activities right. must be done in a manner consistent with social distancing and individuals should use only their own equipment to prevent the transmission of the virus through the touching of shared services. Uh, boating supplies or services are not critical infrastructure work, the order said. Uh, okay. Uh, this is through April 30, but we see that these governors uh, pretty much are using these as floating dates. Uh, we were to be done with our first lockdown last Friday, uh, and as we see, that's been extended. I'm not sure that that anyone's terribly complaining because I'm sure most of us understand that this social distancing has an effect, a positive effect, and we got to do it. I, but we also need an answer. <laughs> when are we done? Two possible contradictions there from her. Um, because I can swear when you were reading this initially, you said that their public parks were, their state parks were still open and people could go there. Okay, so there's going to be congregating there. And then uh, also, and I realize this isn't the case every single time, but a lot of sailboats also use public accesses. So there's a contradiction. You know, okay. I realize canoes can probably uh, canoes can probably be launched right out, you know, your front door, or the beach, right. whatever. Right. Yeah. But what if you're lucky Fiction enough to there. live on a lake in Michigan, and there's your boat sitting at the dock? You can't go out here. Yeah. yeah. Now, what's going to happen this summer? Yeah. Uh, everyone knows the partying that takes place. As the boats raft together off Big Island on Lake Minnetonka. Oh, my God. And they well, you know that'll be sick. prohibited. Well, f- of course. Yeah. That'll be prohibited. And, and I probably wouldn't complain. <laughs> they probably caused more grief for that lake than God knows what. Well, no, but re- I mean. And remember when they were all getting sick, and I forget who it was, but some, whether it was a state legislator, whoever said, well, we're, we're going to have to examine the water to see what happened. They were going to the bathroom in the water. It's not right. that difficult right. to figure and out. Remember when we said that, Chris? We got poo pooed. Oh. No, that's not it. That's it's not equal. Uh, no, no. Uh, it turns out it was. Okay, yeah. <laughs> hey, what was. The, you're right. They got. What was this. What did they have? They what, all had. What illness? E. coli. E. coli. E. coli. Yeah. And, and trust me, as a guy that has been out there once or twice. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on. No, I know, I know, uh, but I'm I'm just suggesting. We talked about it last week. You don't think they're looking out the windows of the salon and they're enjoying these uh, car-free uh, roads around the lakes? I predict those will stay car-free. Uh, yeah. You don't think the uh, you don't think they're looking out the windows of the salon and and seizing upon this as an opportunity to break up those gatherings on Lake Minnetonka, uh, which might very well be useful to break them up. Uh, but because I don't see any end to this by what you think this is going to miraculously end by July 1st suits you remember oh you, you hit on it with staying on this topic Minneapolis Park Board remember how they wanted to close down certain sections of the parkway a yes. couple of months ago they talked yes. about this yes and they have now due to COVID yep and I think you're right they're going to use this as an excuse to never allow cars around Lake Harriet or Lake of, Lake of the Isles again. Well, I got to tell you, much to your chagrin with your morning duties, Kenny, I have found my commute 
very, very enjoyable these last few weeks. <laughs> you know, everybody, everybody says your job must be really, really easy now that there's no traffic. And it's like you guys don't realize it's the opposite. Oh. Mm-hmm. Traffic reporters, we need car fires. We need crashes. We need spin outs. We need drama. I remember those <laughs> weeks that I would fill in for you in my early stages at AM 1500. And you would always take, you know, the week between Christmas and New Year's or Fourth right. of July. It, it's, it's, hard, go, it's hard to do. I would text you and say, you bleeper, there's nothing going on. And you'd <laughs> yeah, say, make it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just get the sponsors in. Right. <laughs> And last week, I was actually, I did traffic for Chicago, for New York, for L.A., for Dallas. I I was doing traffic around the country. (laughs) And all of the markets are the same. There's no traffic anywhere in the United States. I kind of miss traffic a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, well, you do. God, think of me. I'm talking about construction every day. Who cares? (laughs) You know, uh, states that have road tolls, uh, they're going to end up in dire financial need we're being told for infrastructure repair because they're not collecting the fees oh think about right. illinois right. alone mm-hmm. wow right. i never thought about that mm-hmm. yeah we don't know yet uh we don't know yet how this will change us we don't know yet you how know this what? will this uh, this reminds me i'm gonna have to check tomorrow morning how much are they charging on the inbound hov lanes on 394 because you can buy a transponder and then a little bit of money comes out of your account every day depending on the levels of traffic mm-hmm. so i'm wondering are they still charging people to I, drive in the I hov know, lane i can't speak of the 394 one kenny but i know the 35w northbound i don't think the price has changed i, th- I thought i saw that it was the same on the overhead on the overhead sign but i'll make sure i, I look tomorrow tomorrow morning interesting do you know the federal government took in in March the a record tax collection for the month of March in the history of the country? Two hundred and seventy six billion seven hundred million something. A record. How about how about you ease up on taking our taxes for a while? Well, I know some people are filing because they want their refund. But you're saying this is the amount that, that the taxpayers oh, that, paid in? Yes, yes, yes. Wow, what are you yeah. doing? You got till yeah. July 15th, people. And why don't well, the we, cities? Why don't the cities uh, lighten up on the date for the first half property tax payments? Where, where's a little absolutely. given? How about a little give and go here for the people we elect? But remember, it's the political class, and they think we work for them. Plus, they need all that revenue so they can write us checks back. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. and this has been my complaint about uh, Minnesota. They overcharged us last year. They sat on a surplus. They were talking about giving the surplus back. And now, of course, we won't see it because they need it. <laughs> Our friend uh, Alyssa Algren had a pretty funny tweet in that regard. She said, being excited for your stimulus check is the equivalent of somebody stealing your car than giving you back your air freshener. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, that's about uh, right. Yeah, that's it. That's about right. All right, GLers. Di- hey, you going uh, to the wait, hardware I, store? Go ahead. Yeah, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. What do you need today? Uh, I'm good. I'm 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 in a social distance. They're essential. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we go, Joe, did you get the email that I sent to you about uh, a company that you mentioned at the top of the show? Our good friends at Aquaside. They they work very very hard to keep your lakes free of weeds on a on an annual basis, and they are proud supporters and have been for years. Of not only the Garage Logic podcast, but they're also big supporters of the Garage Logic radio show. Uh, 
Did I get the email? Sure did. <laughs> Where is it? All right. How about how about you know what? How about I do it? Oh, today? there it is. There, right there. Hey, there he's got her. There he's got her. <laughs> Take a look they, hey, uh, they love they love the ice out gates. That's why they were glad to support that part of the oh, show. Oh, let me print this baby out. <laughs> Just read it off your screen. Oh, you gotta print it. <laughs> like Roycey. He's the same way. You two kill more trees in any given day than any other Americans alive. Yes, but Kenny, I need the comments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here she comes. All right, Off here the she comes. Printer. You need some new toner. I by used the way? to, when Roycey and I shared a desk, I would come in and I would empty the trash of all that paper and I'd put it in the recycling <laughs> bin. Oh my God, Patrick! You know it is time for you to call. Liberal too. I think they're. Uh, I think they're considered a necessary business, aren't they? Well, of course, Aquasite? they yes. better be. Because they'll come to your uh, uh, lakefront and make sure you enjoy a weed-free lake this summer. They've been helping people keep their shorelines free of weeds and unwanted vegetation since 1956. Dozens of products that will help you maintain your lake shore. They're safe. They're easy to use. They're all approved. Go to Aquaside.com and get your summer season started off right. That's Aquaside.com. If you don't know what's growing out there, what evil lurks. You know, those kids hate it when those weeds wrap around their ankles and they start screaming because they think they're getting attacked attacked by a monster. This will all take care of it, believe me. 1-800-328-9350. 1-800-328-9350. Aquaside is the official lake weed removal company of Garage Logic and his evidence all around Spoon Lake. Here, here. Thank mm-hmm. you, Aquaside. Thank you. Yeah. Well, all right, GLers, hang in there. You know what we are? We're one day closer, aren't we? Uh, to what? The weekend. Right. <laughs> hey, don't forget, by the way, each download that you have and listen on PodMN enters you for that chance to hang out with us on our socially distant scramble that's going to take place a week from this Thursday at around 5 p.m. So Where am sure I going to be? You're going to be right where you're sitting now, beautiful, on your phone and hanging out with all of us. Is there going to be a television camera here? No! <laughs> no. You know what? You're so this be... is just talking to people? You're going to be okay. Yeah, we'll yeah. figure it out. Make sure you don't. Because i got to get a haircut if I'm be on TV. On Pod MN. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.